Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You can't handle the truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. truth is an acronym for true revelations uncovered through heroism. Heroism. Quiet, quiet, quiet. A shocking proof has been unearthed. He's going to ask a very simple, easy question. Now, please enjoy the truth cast with your host, Thomas Luge, and look with a few rickets. Hello, I am Thomas Luge, and I am back with another episode of the Truth Cast that is True Revelations Uncovered Through Heroism Cast. And as always, I am here with my co-host, Mr. Little Dickie Ricketts. I gotta be honest, I'm a little nervous about this episode, since you're making me hang out with one of your fellow chums from the world of academia. Why don't you introduce our guest? Yes, today we have a very brilliant uh, leader in the field of the cosmos. Please, we would like to welcome Professor of the Cosmos, Professor Alvin from the University of Oxford. Hello, and that's actually the University of Oxford, Montana. But oh, that's I'm not sorry, an I'm important sorry. Important distinction. I could tell you were a professor by your shoulder pads. Thank you. Which is weird because you're wearing short sleeves. It's not that weird. I uh, need to maintain a professorial image everywhere I go. So people know that I have information that they do not and desire. And it has been uh, unseasonably warm as well, so we don't want Professor Alvin to sweat through his suit. It would ruin the suit. Now, I know they say there's no such thing as dumb questions, but maybe this will prove the exception to the rule. What is the purpose of shoulder pads with short sleeves, since you're not actually in danger of wearing out the shoulders of a... A nice blazer. That is an impeccably dumb question, no doubt. Thank you. As I have no qualms with the dumb man, do not view myself as above them, just different, I would be happy to give you an answer. Well, you are a lot taller than I am, so you're a little above me. A little above you. uh, Superior in many ways. uh, Cricket. I think I would give a good old walloping to you. Are we talking burner phones when you say cricket? (laughs) You silly man. Uh, No, we are talking about the only true sport cricket oh yes the gentleman's baseball oh you seem confused dicky i'm a big cricket fan i uh what is your favorite position oh uh i like the first one like <laughs> a starting position <laughs> so you prefer missionary yeah he's like the man who would clean our rooms and didn't speak english back at the university oh mr mr umberto i didn't know his name <laughs> uh, uh, umberto 
Yes, Mr. Umberto um, was a very interesting fellow. He escaped the juntas in South America to come to America to um, form a better life for his family. But once he got here, he got caught in the trappings of capitalism and abandoned them and became a casino owner. So you guys know each other from college and then Professor Alvin. My students call me the professor, but you may call me Alvin until I enlighten you. Okay. You guys are old college friends then. Uh, I wouldn't say college friends. Um, okay, university friends. Um, I get it, Thomas. No, we actually went to different universities. Professor Alvin and myself uh, met when our families would take our summer trips to the Bohemian Grove, uh, where we would both delight in their sandwich. We love to splash about in the in the ocean. Yes, yes, as we heard the screams of um, sacrificial virgins in the background. So... The professor probably knew you when you only had three nipples. How many nipples do you have now? I'm up to four. Four nipples? Yes. Where's the fourth? The fourth is directly beneath the second. May I see it? It is a little bit of a sensitive topic, but since we are so close... Um, really? You're just going to show him your nipple? We have a background, Dickie. Like, you get so angry anytime I bring up the fourth nipple. Because you want me to show it to complete strangers. This is, this is Professor Alvin, who I've known my whole life. Don't break the fourth nipple. That's an improv joke. I love improv. It's the truest art form. I, I like it because they say, don't think... So people don't have an opportunity to lie. It is much more of an art form than, uh, say, stand-up comedy, which is the lowest form of art, if you can even call it that. Well, I've dabbled in it a few times, and I don't mind saying I'm really good at it. Yes, that just proves how um, not an art form it is. Anyone can pick up a microphone and be funny. Thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Go ahead. Show them your nipple, Thomas. Please. Oh my word, it's even bigger than the rest of them. And I always thought you had such big nipples, like saucers in the cosmos. This one is truly a sight to see. Yes, I like to call the fourth one the Milky Way. Does it produce milk? Yes, it does. What? Lovely. The fourth nipple does lactate. Why is this the first I'm hearing of that? Because you never asked about it. But your one nipple did give out pus that had a milky substance to it, though. So it's not quite the first time. Yes, that was the third nipple. That was my failed first attempt at becoming a remote viewer. Um, But I reset, and that is where the fourth nipple came from. Uh, I am now a successful remote viewer, and the power of the remote viewing comes from the fourth nipple. Mm. It is my antenna, so to say. You guys have quite a history. Mostly nipple-related, but a little splish-splashing in the ocean as well. Great. I'm loving this episode so far. What are your nipples like? I call them my private buttons. I don't go around showing them willy-nilly. I know Thomas has asked you to listen to previous episodes of the show. And yeah, I do have a, a habit of exposing myself, but today I feel a little guarded. Why don't we just get to your topic at hand, Professor Alvin? I'd love to. It's very important right now. I'm sure it's really profound. <sighs> it is. I can't tell the tone of your voice because of the sophomoric way in which you speak. But, Could you uh, maybe speak slower for people like me and Umberto? No, I do not accommodate the weak, but I will try to make it in your tongue. So, there's been a television show, the greatest show on television, Saturday Night Live, has come into controversy recently over comments against the Asian population. And I am very in favor of political correctness and treating people as equals. Are you now? I am. That comes as quite a surprise to me. I I don't know why that is. All people? 
all people, but... Of all socioeconomic levels? <laughs> people. Um, no, Mr. Mr. Alvin only sees race and gender. He does not see economic lines. Oh, that's progressive, I guess. Yes, I do not see them as poor, and therefore they do not need money from me. But my point I'm trying to make is that while I am in favor of tolerance this does not apply to the asians for they are not people they are born of the stars have you ever seen that makes them special that does make them very special quite special and mostly gaseous have you ever weighed an asian no i have and let me tell you they weigh next to nothing you can't even weigh them on a normal scale um have you ever seen an asian give birth i haven't seen anyone give birth you don't remember your own birth <laughs> ridiculous and you well, they are born as they enter Thomas, Earth's atmosphere. Do you have my back at all? You're just sitting there cackling away. I'm sorry, Dickie, but um, from our background, Mr. Professor Alvin and myself, we we all remember our own births. It's I, frankly sort of surprising that you don't remember yours. I narrated my own. I delivered myself. The attention that Professor Alvin's given to me just hurts. He's just trying to make you a better person, Dickie. He's trying to improve your um, quality of life. I don't think he acknowledges me as a person. Well... If you like a good raz, a good roast, as you call it, uh, unlike the gaseous Asians, you have quite a lot of mass. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, is since it, Mr. Are Al- we friends now? I, uh, this is how I make friends, typically. I f- feel like this reminds me of the time when I read the pickup artist and like he's negging me and like I'm hurt, but at the same time, I kind of want to have sex with him if i'm to be totally honest yes see that is your self-esteem improving oh we're all of the same matter technically we're all having sex all the time if you go to stopbullying.org right now and use coupon code truth you can get 10 percent off of your next anti-bullying kit um that's not a real sponsorship but i wish it was right now i wish you had to pay for <laughs> for anti-bullying help <laughs> I'm tired of these free handouts for the bullied. Get a thicker skin or pay for one, that's what I always say. Uh, you pudgy little man. Uh, I always thought only sticks and stones could break my bones, but these names are certainly hurting me. Have you ever heard of osteoporosis? Uh, can also break your bones. Thomas. As well as pianos falling from the sky. Oh, Go ahead, continue with your theory. So, I'll try my best to understand. So, well, have you ever wished upon a shooting star? Of course. The more a shooting star is wished upon, the more intelligent and porcelain the Asian that is born of it becomes. The, the ones with few wishes being born in the Philippines and the ones with the most wishes being born in Japan and uh, China. And uh, quite ironically, actually, this is quite funny, uh, back in the Cold War, many Americans would wish upon a shooting star. And in fact, they were just making smarter communists. Mm. So really shooting themselves in the foot. And a larger Japanese army. Quite. I believe (laughs) in supporting everything our heroic guests say, because this is a platform of free speech. But if what you said is true, please explain the fulfillment of the wish of Manny Pacquiao to be the greatest boxer of all time, a Filipino gentleman. Well, that's where the nature of the wishes comes into hand. That's where the strength comes from. Um, Evil The quickness of Manny Pacquiao? 
yes. in the power of the punch. His agility, yes, comes from people wishing for, what was it? Uh, if you wish for money, that blackens the hair. Whereas if you wish for, oh yes, many people were wishing for a meteorite not to kill our world. There was uh, expecting to be a meteorite to kill the world. And if you wish for a meteorite to not destroy the world, it creates an extremely agile Asian man. But there are still not that many wishes, so hence the Philippines. I find this offensive, but I'm also finding it as an explanation for Bruce Lee and the uh, the two-inch punch, which I think agility came into with the i don't know this is a lot yes um in order for a meteor to miss its target it has to have quite a bit of agility so this all makes perfect sense when you think about it logically dicky sure i may just not be up to understanding <laughs> well you would get an f in my class that's for certain it's in the histories i mean you know, americans even though i'm from montana call it propaganda but the uh, north korean history clearly states that kim jong-il was born of, of a shining star the star was so bright that it was wished upon by so many that it created a great dictator you know? i think you're confusing um dictatorships with the song little drummer boy come they told me parumpa pum pum Oh, it's dear. all in the 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 beats of the parumpa pum pum. Oh, maybe you just don't understand music like I do, Professor Alvin. I don't have time for Christmas. Oh well, this isn't really so much about Christmas so much as it's about hidden messages put into song tempos by the Anunnaki space alien. Uh, but you're probably more interested in uh, celestial information and earthly knowledge. Whatever. Maybe you're not advanced enough to understand. Professor Alvin, in one of your uh, more recent uh, YouTube videos that I downloaded just in case it gets deplatformed soon, you begin to speak... You the be American left... Yes, yes, yes. To yes, me. Antifa is always I'm out sick. there on the yeah. prowl. Enemies of the truth. Oh, and, yeah, uh, of course, of course. Um, political correctness is nothing but um, liberal fascism. But in the video, you speak of the Anunnaki and you you tie the origins of the uh, Asian culture to the Anunnaki. Would you like to expand on that a bit? Of course. Well, the first two letters of Anunnaki are, as we all know, A and N. Well, maybe not all of us, but uh, as two of us know. And uh, what does Asian begin and end with? An A and an N. Hmm. <laughs> These aren't exactly hard strings to tie together. It doesn't take a brilliant man. We just happen to have a brilliant man here who can understand it. The Anunnaki are the birthplace of these stars. When they are stars, it's, it's the stars are similar to a tadpole that uh, turns into the beautiful people that... Hmm. Uh, well, I call them people because they function in the same way as people, and they even can love and marry and uh, be one with us. So it almost makes sense to call them people despite not having mothers mm. and being born of stars that uh, come from the Anunnaki. Oh, uh, Professor Alvin, first of all, thank you for letting us record at your estate. I believe I heard uh, one of your minority groundskeepers outside screaming. I bet they hit themselves with the weed whacker. Why don't you go take a look at that? I'm just going to have a quick word with Thomas on the side. I bet it's hilarious. There's probably a lot of blood. <laughs> that does sound like quite Okay, a good you time. run off now. 
I'm just saying keywords here. I feel very threatened by your friend. Dickie, did you read the articles that I emailed to you? No, before? I didn't read the... I don't well, read... Of course you're going to feel threatened. You don't know what he knows. I sent you, you those articles for a reason. If you can't send me information in the form of a YouTube video, chances are I'm not going to read it. Oh, Dickie. Oh, okay, what? We'll just we'll just continue using the keywords and we will get through this. He's coming at me with a both guns ablaze. Well, you didn't come prepared, so what do you expect? Oh shit, he's coming back. Hello. There was no injury out there. I heard no yell. I was very disappointed. I was looking forward to bloodshed, so I took a hammer and I called over. Well, I don't want to say his name, but I bludgeoned him with the hammer, and I had several times. Uh, fortunately, I, as we spoke earlier, I do not see well, so I believe he has health insurance and will be quite fine. But uh, I'm more than fine now. I feel great. Why did you smear his blood across your face like a clown smile? Because I like joy, and blood is the most permanent form of joy. Um, here, let me engage in thoughtful conversation with you. Divergent theories. Yes, they are. Converging. Aliens. Plethora of facts. Dicky. What? That was maybe one of the most brilliant things you've ever said. Of course. I may have misjudged you. Oh, uh, you probably did. I'm a very learned person. I'm self-taught. I went to the Scientific Enlightenment Life Foundation, SELF. See, I'm, I'm sorry that Dicky has been uh, disappointing up until now, Professor Alvin, but as you can see, you are now seeing the potential that I saw in have him from day one. Have you gambit on me? I swear. Miriam Webster. My word. She had quite a few. Um, oh. Um, bloody brilliant. I don't even know who I am anymore. Yes, Dickie. Um, I, I saw the potential in Dickie the first day that we met when we were both asked to leave a Starbucks coffee shop um, because uh, Dickie was trying to get into the uh, restroom to uh, change his clothing because he was covered in literal dog shit and they would not literal. let him in. Literal. Oh, literal. my word. And uh, they would not let him in without a quarter and um he made a very big scene which he was definitely in the right for did they not know about the healing properties of dog shit of course not they are <laughs> they they were they are members of mainstream society so they do not know the wonders <gasps> of the um healing qualities of dog shit <laughs> what do they put antiseptic in their wounds of course and they drink fluoride <laughs> in their waters I've heard that uh, is turning fro frogs transgendered. Yes, yes. We had a guest, uh, Mr. Jerry Sandals, here a few weeks ago um, to discuss that. Did you guys hear about how uh, dog poop can heal diabetes? Hmm. You guys know that, right? I've heard of how it works. Okay. I, hey, I'm going to go pet your toy poodles for a little bit back here, and uh, I'll be back. You guys just have a meaningful conversation. And what are their names? <laughs> they do not have names. Oh. They're simple dogs. Canines. <laughs> Call them canines. That's Come here, right. you little poodles. I'm going to make you poop. Rub your poop all over my foot. D Dickie has a very, um, very impressive talent of making dogs um, go number two on command. Really incredible. With that talent, we could heal the world. Of course. This is why I took him under my wing and um, have been teaching him the ways of the truth seeker. Professor Alvin, have your dogs had the rabies shots? <laughs> no, they're not pets. They're instruments Thomas, of poop. We need to stop at uh, urgent care. After the interview.
Uh, w- w- what's wrong, Dickie? I'll tell you after the show. Why can't you tell me now? The dog bit me. <laughs> uh, they do that, yes. Yes, it's always funny. I have them bite the workers. It makes them work harder or, you know, or just writhe around on the ground. Either way, I win. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey. I'm back. Hey, Dickie. If you guys smell anything, I did not rub dog poop on my diabetic leg at all. Oh, you would like to lose that leg, it appears. Oh, I mean, would you be cool if I did do that? If you, if you rub dog poop on her, if you lost your leg here, I do have an amputation station. Uh, no, I'd like to keep my Just leg. Just for the rhyme. I don't even like to amputate people, but I do it because it rhymes. Amputation station. That sounds like a fun ride at <laughs> Disneyland. Have you been on the Tower of Terror? Nope. But I sure do like the amputation station. <laughs> Costs an arm and a leg to ride. <laughs> Say, comedy's easy. Oh, I think I won you over. You're uh, chuckling, yeah. Professor Alvin. I've never done this before. It's quite oh. a riot. May I see your bludgeoning hammer? Oh, it's uh, in my pocket, yes. Oh, it has a nice balance to it. I can see why this is your uh, preferred uh, tool. I don't. I was going to say weapon, but... Is it really a, a weapon when you're using it to right the world? Exactly. Of course not. And even if, as a weapon, those are tools of war and murder and other exciting things. But uh, no, I would not consider it a weapon. Weapons are used for evil. Exactly. And what I have on my mind certainly isn't evil. Thomas, I love you unconditionally. And are you, Dickie? Good. Then I'm sorry, but I have to extinguish evil. I recognize racism when I see it. And I'm sorry, Professor Alvin, but please don't look at me when I do what I need to do. Then Can you just look over that way? How can you be racist towards stardust? Please. Please. I haven't got up. I trust you. I think he's going to regret having his last words be that he trusted me. I've never been able to successfully kill anyone with one blow before. Oh, but Dickie, um, Professor Alvin um, is not dead. He is of the stars. So you've just returned him to his home. He's Asian? Yes. Oh, I thought he was hate speaking. I didn't realize it was... I think this is my own white guilt coming into play. No, no, no. Yes. Professor Alvin was Asian. He was here to discuss his culture. Oh, my God. I just committed a hate crime. I. Dickie. Oh, this is. I've called in too many favors, Dickie. I don't know. I'll try. I'll call my father's connections. I've never killed a wealthy person before. Yes, this is bad, Dickie. I don't think you're allowed to kill wealthy people. You are not allowed to kill the wealthy. Oh, shit. Can we make it look like one of the dogs did, the one that bit me? We can plant the hammer. I think if we put the body that Professor Alvin bludgeoned right before you murdered him, I think if we bring that body over here, it'll look like a struggle. Let's take off both their pants and make it look like a lover's struggle. Yes, yes, yes. I think that would be best. Okay. Do you want to take off your friend's pants? And I'll take off the help's pants? Sure. Uh, I think maybe we should take off each other's pants first. Okay, I'm taking off mine. so that we don't get DNA on them. Oh, good call. Yes, yes. Okay. Weird, another episode. Wait. Professor Alvin's moving. Hmm. I don't- I- I- (laughs) I like dog poop now. Oh, good. I do. Cool. Dickie. Dickie, what's up? 
I can't tell if this is going to be like a regarding Henry thing where now he's a good person or if maybe I completely broken him as a human being. So I think the only thing I can do is look away again, please, Professor. <laughs> All right, man. Whatever you say. All right. Hey. All right. Ow. Ah, oh, shit. I knew I couldn't do it. Thomas, will you take a whack at him? Uh, sure, sure. You hoity. Ow. Thomas. Dicky, we have to make sure that he doesn't come back up. We uh, don't know what okay. the next personality is going to be. We don't know if he'll report us to the uh, authorities. Yeah, but... Uh, we have to make sure we get all of the personalities. When you were whacking him, you got an erection. And uh, that's something we're going to have to speak about. Well, yes, of course. I had my adrenaline pumping. I'm oh. a rabbi. Oh, shit. Hit him again. <laughs> <laughs> this is anti-Semitic. I'm fading now. All right. I'm going to figure out how to erase this episode so it doesn't get what does transmit mean oh i believe that means the episode will be erased okay i'm gonna hit the transmission button and we should be thank you for listening to the truth cast you can send questions topic suggestions or comments to thomas at true heroes zero five three at gmail.com or to dickie at little dick at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Today's guest was played by Zach Stein. I so don't want this to sound like a backhanded compliment because I honestly do not mean it to be that way. Zach is a guy I have known since he first started comedy and always, you know, pretty good. But when he got out to LA, I saw him do a set at the comedy store and he just nailed it. It's so exciting. That's one of my favorite things about being a comedian is when you can watch your friends just take that step to the next level. And Zach steered into who he is and it was so exciting exciting to watch. It was amazing. I'm glad that he's in LA. I'm glad that he found his voice. He's just unrelentless and unapologetic and so incredibly funny. Please also check him out on his podcast, Friends Forever. That's the Friends Forever podcast that he co-hosts with Bruce Gray. Thank you so much, Zach, for being on this episode. It was a lot of fun. And also, if you're listening and it drove you crazy that I kept saying shoulder pads instead of elbow pads at the beginning of this episode, please know that it also drove me crazy and I seriously debated whether or not I wanted to record myself going elbow and then just stick it in every time I say shoulder but then I decided eh, I can just apologize at the end of the episode and then in personal news as the last episode came out my son was actually born he is healthy it was an emergency c-section and a lot of stress and very scary but everything is okay now and we are home and I am actually actually getting this episode out under the wire. I think it sounds good. I hope it sounds good. If it doesn't, don't tell me. My self-esteem won't be able to handle that. Thank you so much for listening to the Truthcast. It really, really, really does mean a lot to me and Alex. That was one thing we did while I spent the week in the hospital with my wife. Alex and I were going back and forth and, uh, you know, just talking about the podcast. And it was nice to have this to take my mind off of everything that was going on and the scary times and the fact that other people appreciate it, too just really, really makes me happy. Uh, so sorry that I'm all sentimental right now, but it has been a rough week and I have not had a lot of sleep. So thank you. We'll be back again next week.